1: they aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED.
0: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.
1: From KQED.
2: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Big Sur is cut off again thanks to landslides on Highway 1 caused by the rainstorms earlier this month. Now supplies are being flown in, and as we hear from KAZU's Jonathan Linden, residents along portions of the scenic highway may be stuck for at least another three weeks.
0: A CHP helicopter prepares to pick up groceries and supplies lined up along a closed portion of Highway 1. This spot is part of an over 30-mile span of roadway that has been closed for two weeks. The intense storms in early January triggered three severe landslides that Caltrans crews are still working on cleaning up. Jessie McKnight has lived in Big Sur for over a decade. She says the community is always prepared for tough situations like this, but that this time, it's different.
1: We're all pretty used to these closures, and for some reason this time I feel like the community has really boiled over.
0: The closures begin an hour south of the city of Monterey and end just north of Hearst Castle. Caltrans is advising everyone within the closures to stay off the highway, even where it's clear of debris. McKnight says many residents feel those restrictions are too harsh.
1: You know, there's a lot of frustration with the locals right now because in our heads, we're seeing that the road is pretty clear and folks are driving it, but there's still this closure in place.
0: But Kevin Drebinski, a spokesperson for Caltrans, says even if the highway looks clear, that doesn't mean it's safe. It's really difficult when you see that a roadway appears that you could take a vehicle on it to not consider both what's below the roadway, if that's undermined, or to consider that there's a slide that is ready to go at any moment. Caltrans expects to have most of the landslides cleared within three weeks. For the California Report, I'm Jonathan Linden in Big Sur.
2: The COVID-19 pandemic continues to affect the lives of children in California. Those impacts are particularly devastating for kids of color or kids living in poverty, according to new data. KQED's Daisy Wynn reports.
3: Researchers with the advocacy group Children Now found significant racial disparities with Black and Latino students trailing their White and Asian peers in academic performance.
0: The pandemic really just exacerbated inequities.
3: Ted Lempert is the president of Children Now. He hopes the state's investments in early childhood education and mental health services will make a difference.
0: We're seeing some stronger policy progress the last couple years that hopefully will push these stats not just back to where they were before the pandemic, but, you know, much stronger.
3: The data also revealed some promising news. COVID relief benefits lessen child poverty, and California is making progress in providing health insurance for all kids and graduating high school students on time. For The California Report,
1: I'm Daisy Wynn. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book.
0: to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks
2: This month, California issued first in the nation safety guidelines for employers of domestic workers people like cleaners, nannies and caregivers who have historically been excluded from occupational health and safety laws. KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero explains:
3: about a week after the massive 2017 wildfire tore through parts of Santa Rosa, Socorro Diaz got a call from one of her clients. They asked her to clean their home, still standing in an otherwise incinerated neighborhood. Y la casa estaba llena de when no she tenía, arrived, uh, she found the house full of ash. After days of handling and breathing that all in, without a proper mask or gloves, she says her skin itched, her head hurt, her nose bled. Día well, no, pues. says she doesn't fault her employers. She figures they didn't know about the dangers. In California, domestic workers fall into a legal loophole. Workplace safety and health regulators say that under the labor code, they have jurisdiction over most workers, except for household domestic service. More than 350,000 mostly immigrant women are not legally protected at their place of work. UC Santa Barbara professor Eileen Boris has written history books about domestic workers. She says there's a couple of reasons they're often excluded from these laws at the federal level and in most states.
4: First was the legacy of slavery in which women of African descent were defined as domestic workers and did not need to be paid. Second, that this is considered work that it's the obligations of wives and mothers and daughters, so why should it be paid or considered worthy work?
3: Boris hires a house cleaner herself, and she's one of the employers who participated on a statewide committee, including workers and experts, that developed official safety guidelines
4: for the home as a workplace under a new law. These are not anti-employer guidelines. These guidelines are to make a safe home space for all who live or work within.
3: The guidelines recommend employers not ask domestic workers to clean ash from wildfires, fix the roof, or do any work that requires specialized equipment or training. Also, to label toxic substances in a language the worker understands and provide protective gear, like heavy-duty gloves, when necessary. But these best practices are voluntary. In 2020, Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed a bill that would have required the state to extend occupational health and safety protections to domestic workers. In his veto message, Newsom argued the proposed
4: legislation would be too onerous for home employers. People feel that this is going to be burdensome, that their home is their private world, that the government has no right to be in their home.
3: But advocates say the guidelines are only a good first step to make domestic worker protections equal to those of everybody else. That's the aim of new legislation Los Angeles State Senator Marielena
4: Durazo plans to introduce. We have to adjust. We can't be living, you know, in the past. And this is definitely a legacy of slavery.
3: Durazo is confident this bill will pass with the voluntary guidelines as a building block. For The California Report, I'm Farida Javala-Romero.
2: And that's The California Report for Monday, January 30th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for The California Report comes from Hint. Fruit infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at schmidtfutures dot com.
3: I am Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse golden State because
1: what happens in California changes the world.
4: I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California.